0: Hey, it's Peter here with my FSHD. Well, oh, we're gonna try a few things different today. One of which, you know, we're always open to suggestions from the audience. And one of the suggestions was, you know, you need to have some theme music, some entrance music, some exit music. Like, well, you know, we're we're nonprofit. We don't, and we don't. We're nonprofit that doesn't raise money. Um, how why are we gonna do that? You, maybe, I've tried the singing Twisted Sister, but I'm afraid they're gonna, you know, sue me for. Uh, <laughs> need some sort of licensing fee to use that so we needed something new well it's someone you know as with everything in the fshd community y'all stepped up and we got some creative folks out there so a little my fshd theme music brought to us by the the jagger himself um take a listen i love it What do you think? I'm feeling it. I love it. I tell you, I really do, man. I like it. I, I like it. We got custom my FSHD theme music now. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I get bouncing around the office. I I, I do. I got moves. We're not on video, but you going not have to trust me. Just think, uh, Les Grossman, Tropic Thunder, Ludacris, Get Back. You know, um, if you <laughs> I gotta tell you, you don't need to see the movie, but just search Tom Cruise or Les Grossman, Tropic Thunder um ludicrous whatever see the youtube video best part of the whole movie um we kind of a fun movie too but uh, you gotta you gotta see that anyway that's what comes to mind when i got uh jagger's music you just you know just you just get moving get your energy going that's a good thing to get going you know keep things you know build up build it up that's what we're doing we're gonna because it's gonna be an exciting time we're gonna have exciting discussions coming let's hear a little bit more man i love it you know always mixing things up trying some new stuff love it all right anyway so that, and that's what this is all about trying some new stuff you know i find you know i wear a lot of hats um i'm full-time fshd I should, well, i'm full-time fshd but you know i run a academic fshd lab we got 10 people working full-time on everything fshd You know, I review papers grants write papers and grants um, we're always looking at the literature at the data And we look at things differently we look at things very critically because we're not selling anything Um, what's important is to critically evaluate pretty much everything and um, you know decide what's good what's bad what's spin and what's just garbage you know and um, and what's a breakthrough let me tell you not everything's a breakthrough but but there are some and we talk about those um, there it's I guess we just have a different standard. Anyway, um, you know, also we do the MyFSHD. This is the Bach podcast, the website, the um, promoting the no-cost research testing, which we'll get to in a second. It's really popular. Love it. We just got Venezuela and um, Romania. So I think we're at 62 countries now that we're we're active in, which is great. People need help everywhere. And, you know, everywhere, including the U.S., people don't want it on their medical record. Not everybody wants to be in a registry. Not everybody wants to be in a clinical trial. And that's great, actually, because, you know, we are believers in um, freedom of choice when it comes to these types of things. Um, And uh, anyway, other people can coerce you. (laughs) Whatever. Um, But, you know, then we have, uh, just to be clear, people may or may not know, you know, we do have a a spin-out for-profit pharmaceutical company or biotech company, I guess, um, EpiSwitch Rx, of which I'm a founder. Uh, You know, the goal of that is to, it is a a mechanism to onboard capital so that we can uh, take our lab-generated therapeutics to clinic and maintain some aspect of control. Not of labs just license technology out, but then you're at the mercy of the pharma. They could shelf it for all they want because maybe it's competing with something they have, or they just screw it up because FSHD is hard and they just don't know any better. Or the worst part, and what I think happens more often than not, is the business people get a hold of it, and it becomes more important to get something to market than it is to get something good to the patients. I'm just sick of that crap. Sorry, I'm just I'm just sick of it. Right, and so, anyways, but you know, we we, we keep these three set three hats separate. So anyway, I just want to, you know, put that out there. I've got a lot of hats. And the reason I put that out there is because this puts me in the position of which, you know, we just have a lot of information all the time about FSHD, thought, you know, maybe some of y'all might be interested in it or our perspectives I also have a bigger picture perspective, integrating everything. Again, we're not selling anything. I'm not trying to even convince you of anything. You know, I'm not trying to get you to, you know, cheer. <laughs> I mean, you know this is just how it is i just want you to know some of it's good some of it's bad some of it would make your your toes curl or hair curl or whatever the phrase is <laughs> some things that shouldn't be curled will curl if you really knew what went on behind the scenes we touch on some of that um you don't need you know if you really knew how hot dogs were made you'd never eat a hot dog maybe you never eat a hot dog anyway um but the point is that you know we have a we kind of have an interesting perspective and a unique position to disseminate information to to y'all, and if you're interested, well, here we go. I thought this might be a good format for it. We also have interesting connections with 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 people all in many different aspects. One of those really cool connections is Mr. Chip Wilson. Sound familiar? That's right. Founder Lululemon just kicked in hundred million dollars into FSHD research in a very interesting way. He's going to do his own thing, solve FSHD. You know. Chip's not an idiot. <laughs> that is a smart move. And I know that that is not the move that some of the people in the field wanted him to do, but it is the right move as far as I'm concerned, because get, get different perspectives, different people, and don't do the same old thing. You know what? Um, and and I think this, I hope hopefully this will put us over the edge, you know, but um, we'll see. You know what? He The reason I bring this up is Chip's going to be on our podcast gonna sit down with us next week Um, uh, crease and i are just gonna have a chat with him see what's going on um we know chip pretty well have been working with him for a couple of years he's actually been a, a great supporter of fshd research over the years believe it or not you yeah, had never heard of him but you know there's actually a lot of people you've never heard of that support fshd research um you know not everybody is, is out there um front and center there's a lot of good stuff and good people going on behind the scenes um, and a lot of good people funding labs directly and not necessarily putting up with the crap some of the foundations put you through. Um, you know, not everybody wants to fund um, plane tickets and, and uh, well, never never mind. I'm not going to go down that path. Anyway, so um, Chip's going to be on the show, and we're thrilled. I really appreciate it. Busy guy, taking some time out to talk with us. And I give this an opportunity for y'all, if you have questions and, or comments for Chip, Um, you'll be able to go on to the anchor fm site you go to anchor fm slash peter dash l dash jones that brings you to our site on anchor fm and you'll see a little tab that says message and you can leave a little voice message and we're collecting messages from the community if you want to just say thank you or maybe you want to be a hater you know some people got you know you know it's, it's amazing that people find something negative about this right um, it's easy to spend someone else's money, you know. That's what they <laughs> go into politics, okay. Um, but uh you know, I see nothing but good coming out of this. But you know, what do you do you have a question for Chip? And we will, you know, we only got an hour, so um, but we'll use some of your questions um and your your voice. We'll put your message right out to them and say, Here's so and so. You know, here's Jenny from the block. Um I'm asking uh, hey how you Thanks a lot, Chip. Really appreciate you putting in, um, the money and the effort, but but why now? Why'd you wait so long? Or why, why are you not waiting longer? What's going on? What is it about this particular point in time that, you know, you felt was right? Yeah, that's my question. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. Oh, that's Jenny's question. Jenny from the blocks question. <laughs> Sorry. Emma. you know, where my music is, right? Um, how about, uh, I'm Peter from Reno. Um, Hey, Mr. Wilson. Uh, thank you again for, uh, for joining the cause. Uh, so, um, in such a large scale. Uh, but I'm, I'm just curious, you know, why, why are you doing your own thing? Why, why not? You know, it seems like a lot of effort to start something from scratch and build your own thing. Well, why, why didn't you just uh, donate it to the foundations that are already out there? Okay. That'd be my question. I actually would be, I mean, <laughs> I can, well, I shouldn't say that's my question, but you know, something like that, you know, whatever, you know, just something short Something. you know, if you want to identify yourself, great. If you don't, that's fine too. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what we use, collecting some stuff up. We're going to have a good sit down with Chip, see what's going on. Um, you know, I don't know where it's going to, you know, we don't script anything on this show. <laughs> I just kind of wing it and you might you can't tell, can you? Um, I just wing it and, uh, that's how we do it with, you know, we're, you know, mainly because we know what we're talking about. I don't need to read, read um, from a script. You know what? And frankly, when I'm doing an interview and I'm up there, you can ask me anything. Cause you know what? Well, <laughs> we're not afraid to answer questions and, um, we, uh, was not afraid to, uh, <laughs> defend, defend our opinions either. Anyway, going off the rails though. Anyway, so the other part about this that I thought was cool is to use this as an opportunity to just answer some questions that come up during the week, you know, kind of every Saturday, you know, go through and say, what, have, what have I heard through the Facebook groups? I'm not on the Facebook groups, um, purposefully, um, I think that's a place for y'all to get your own misinformation and share it. And so, um, you know, what stuff comes to me? People send me stuff. Hey, so and so is very confused about such and such. Like to recently, FSHD3 was out there. What is FSHD3? Well, let me tell you just just briefly. I can just kind of sum it up. But we got it on the my FSHD site. Um, You know, people FSHD2 uh, is essentially the switch to repress. the Dux4 gene expression is broken. That's what FSHD2 is. FSHD1, the signal is broken to turn off. FSHD2, the switch is broken. Um, 9, 85% of the time or so, it's the, that is the gene, SMCHD1, that is broken, and um, that's traditional FSHD2. Now, where people get FSHD3 is that sometimes, in a very few people, a different gene, DNMT3B, DNA methyltransferase 3B, um, that that is mutated. And that also gives you the, you know, the same characteristics of FSHD2 um, with the SMCH1 mutations. And then there's another one, LRIF1. That is another gene that can be, mutated again, that gives you the same sort of thing. You get loss of methylation at the locus, increase in Dux4 expression. It all looks the same. The same pathology, you know, everything's essentially the same. The The switch is broken. It's just broken in a different way. Now, OMIM only recognizes FSHD1 and FSHD2. uh, FSHD1 with the contraction, FSHD2 without the contraction. And so FSHD3, 4, currently, you know, 5 or whatever, are all basically FSHD2. Um, If you are negative for FSHD2 methylation testing, like we do through my FSHD in the Jones Lab, you are negative for FSHD3, 4, 5, and everything, okay? So I think the confusion is people get a clinical diagnosis of FSHD. The FSHD1 test comes back negative, the FSHD2 test comes back negative, and they say, hey, maybe I'm FSHD3. You're not, okay? <laughs> that's just that's just how it is. If you get got an FSHD2 test and you do not have a mutation in SMCHD1, then you might be what some people call FSHD3. Personally, to me, for now, it's all still FSHD2. I hope that's clear. I'm sure it's not. But, you know, it's on the website. Check it out. Um, we have some videos. We have some diagrams and, you know, whatever. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to clarify. Uh, you know, got another good opportunity of this sort of format to reach out to people with my many different hats. You know, we had, uh, Carice and I sat down and did a, um, a therapeutics overview. And I think there was a little, you know, we get a little bit off the cuff. We get a little goofy. Um, we're very serious, but, you know, we still have fun. But I think there's a little bit of confusion. We're talking about the AAV gene therapy. So gene therapy is where you're basically going to, you know, take a exogenous piece of DNA and you're gonna get it into people's cells, okay? Um, and the way you do that is through a, a virus called adeno-associated virus, or AAV. It's a systemic injection. This The virus goes all throughout your body, infects all of your muscle cells and releases its cargo, which will be the gene of interest. In our case, the gene would be a CRISPR inhibition machine. Um, Scott Harper's case, it would be an RNAi kind of machine you know, there's some other, other, other diseases have different things, put different cargoes in there. Okay. But there was some confusion about the COVID thing because so, so the bottom line is AAV is not infectious. You say, oh, but you just infected everybody. It's infectious one time. You make up a ton of AAV, um, of these particles that are infectious, but they're replication deficient. And so what that means is you get injected systemically with AAV and then you can't make any more. Okay. So you're not, basically infecting anybody else, you know, um, it is just, you get your own gene therapy and that's it. Okay. It's not contagious. Nothing. Now in regards to COVID, if you've had the COVID vaccine, it doesn't matter what kind of vaccine you had. Adenovirus vaccine that is different. Adenovirus and AAV are different. Um, some countries have an adenovirus delivery that does not affect your ability to get gene therapy in the future. Um, the RNA vaccines, they do not affect your ability to get, um, uh, gene therapy okay so just so there's no confusion um you have been immunized or not immunized or what boosted now whatever and whatever brand of of immunization you had it has no bearing on your ability to get gene therapy for FSHD. hd just just so we're clear on that okay so i mean these are the kind of things i want to just kind of talk yeah, and give me a chance to clarify some stuff but then yeah, there's nothing particularly interesting in the literature um that i saw this past week um, not to offend anybody, you know, nothing worth the really spin around about. But but you know, I will mention that um I was last Sunday, you know, we went to the uh FSHD 360 out at Stanford. These are these little patient events that the FSHD Society puts on around. They fly a bunch of people in for these events for reasons I don't understand. You have a local chapter, you'd think they would do it. Um, but anyway, I was invited by Kenton Sue Dresser. Um, and uh um they, they're fantastic, and so since, you know, they're friends of ours, we, um, we're more than happy to go. It's some people, you know, and people who know me know that um, we no longer support the FSHD Society, and the Society no longer supports us. They have their reasons, and we have our reasons, and we'll just kind of leave it at that, you know. Um, still very good friends with Dan and Sue Perez. Uh, you know, they're basically our best friends, and I talk to Dan three times a week, um, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's... A, we, you know, different, different approaches to things. Um, but when we went to the event, you know, it's kind of, you know, but I got to tell you, I was kind of, it's kind of interesting. They, they invited me out to do a therapeutics round table, kind of like this. That's what I expected. Hey, let's go, you know, get, you had fulcrum, you had avidity, and you're going to have me and we are gonna have a therapeutics round table. Sounds great. Fire questions from the audience. What's on your mind? Let's talk clinical trials. Let's talk therapeutic approaches, you know, whatever. Great. So drove out there. And by the way, just so you know, We cover our own hotel and we pay for our own gas we don't charge we don't turn in any receipts to the fshd society or to any foundation that we go to we we actually on this part of our charitable contribution is that we just do everything we we cover our own expenses um we did have panera sandwiches so i guess i guess not totally clean but you know whatever um and uh but you know we're happy to go to these things we have we have been we haven't been in a while And we're out there and uh, turns out that was not what the deal was, okay? What they had wanted instead introduced me, Um, even though they invited Peter Jones from University of Nevada, Reno, um, they wanted me to present EpiSwitch Rx as our company and present a formal presentation on the company. I mean, Fulcrum did a formal presentation, Avidity did. I guess I just didn't get the memo. Actually, I went back when I was sitting there and looked and the memo says, um, take part in a therapeutic round table. So I don't know if they were just trying to stick. Some people think they were just trying to stick it to me, trying to make me look silly, unprepared. Um, but whatever, I winged it and I got something. I was able to, I threw something together um, and, and got up there and, and gave a little talk. But it, it got me thinking kind of about motivated to even do this type of podcast sort of thing. Because, you know, that the thing was essentially a cheerleading session, at least the afternoon session was. I understand there may have been some good stuff in the morning. But the afternoon is just kind of a cheerleading session. And, you know, Volcrum's going to clinic, yay! Avidity still promising they're going to clinic, yay! Four more companies are going to go to, yay! I thought, you know, wouldn't it be far better to actually discuss the things that are important? And so I asked some questions. The questions I asked were um, about uh, clinical trial inclusion. and what uh, what are the ramifications of being in a clinical trial? Will this affect your ability to be in another clinical trial? Now, of course, Fulcrum doesn't care because they're first. However, if you're in the move, tri- MOVE natural history study, you can't be in the Fulcrum trial because that would screw up your MOVE study in the natural history study. Um, if you're in the Fulcrum trial, whatever they say, I think that might affect your ability to be in the next trial. Um, if you're on mod, you're really not going to be in, you know, they're talking about washout periods and such, but, you know, it's quite possible that you may not be allowed to be in, you know, it's up to the companies to decide and then it will be up to the FDA what they think of the data, if they included people that weren't in prior trials. Um, So the safe bet for a company is to say, well, we're not going to, we're not going to let people that have been in other trials in. Now you might run out of people and have to do it. But again, you know, it's the point is this is something that's very important. If If, the, if we're going to, Try to push everybody to sign it. You know, get genetic testing, get into a a, a, a a database, and then a registry, and then go to clinical trial. You better find out. You know, these people should know what this means, right? Um, and anyway, I thought that would be a good point. for us. we had a little discussion about that. I think that's something we're going to talk about more. Yeah, maybe even have a whole podcast on, on clinical trials coming up. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, there's some genetic testing. Actually, this is something great. If society's doing something great, they're offering going to offer free, um, clia approved genetic testing um, for the U.S. You know, this is a fifty million dollar project. If you do the math, I'm willing to bet that <laughs> the, the devil's in the details, and and we'll, we'll see how this goes over. But conceptually, doing a free genetic testing so that and this is clia approved. It will go on your medical record. And you will be legally allowed to be discriminated against for long-term care insurance and and certain things. Um, you will not be legally allowed to be discriminated against for other things like your job and such. Um, But, you know, it's up to you. There are ramifications to having a, genetic, a, a clinically approved genetic test on your record. Um, but if you want to be in a clinical trial, you have to have it. And the thing is, I'm not anti, I'm actually pro you know, I think clinical trials are great. I just think you have to have your eyes open. Um, I think it's best if you understand the science. Um, now I understand that everyone's a scientist, but hopefully, you know, you, that's where you think maybe the foundations would help explain it instead of just being cheerleaders for it. They might actually help explain it. Um, uh, the science, um, you know, the way I look at the science, I'll just take, you know, here's a scientist looking at the data from the fulcrum phase 2b trial. Um, did not shut down ducks 4. That is what the data says. Okay. That is not an opinion. Okay, now um, the, so it says the drug, the benefit from the drug, the minimal therapeutic benefit that you get was not through Dux4 reduction. That's what the data says. And when you see it presented, um, what they present is in the lab in vitro, let's shut down Dux4. We got a million things to shut down Dux4 in vitro and in the lab. We cure FSHD all the time in the lab, but this supposed, that's how it's supposed to work in people. Well, they were able to detect Dux4. It's not like there's no signal. Um, and the signal didn't change when you added the drug. Um, that's just what the data says, okay? So the benefit is potentially through a not, uh, independent of Dux4. Now, that doesn't change the fact that, well, okay, there was some therapeutic benefit. Um, so the question would be, how long, how sustained will this therapeutic benefit be if you're actually not shutting down Dux4? Um, that would be supported in the literature that um, you could have, that P38 inhibition would be, um, give you a um, therapeutic benefit um, if you had a dystrophy. Okay. Um, And independent of FSHD or Dux4. And so maybe it's not surprising that there's a benefit at 48 weeks. What's it going to be like at a year and a half? I don't know. I actually have no idea. I guess they're doing a long-term extension and hopefully, they find, I, I, hope, I hope there's a benefit. I hope it's a sustained benefit, but I just look at what the data actually says. That's my job as a scientist um, is to look at what the data says. And so, you know, I think that that's, um, you know, and so now you're saying now they're going to do a phase three trial. Again, that's great. Doing a phase three trial. Are we going to learn about what Les Mopimod does to ducks 4 and these people? No, no, we're not because they're not going to look. Okay. So, yeah, we don't want to have to take biopsies. That's great. Um, biopsies suck. We don't have a circulating biomarker. So, what you're going to get is it's the same data that you get from the phase. So, it was 80 people, 40 and 40 in the phase 2B. So, now it's going to be 230 people, 115, 115. You might predict that they're going to get very similar results. We still won't know if it, you know, well, we still won't know. I guess you could one interpretation is we don't know if it shuts down dux four. Another interpretation is it does not shut down dux four in, in vivo in people. Um and again, that's what the data says. So you know, don't come ha- come after me. That's just what the published or the publicly presented data says. Okay. Um, I just think it's important that people, you know, just to be aware so that people know, you know, I th- I think you know, I hope I assume this trial will fill up. People, you know, you need something. Um, I hope uh uh you know, I hope some therapeutic benefits better than none. So, you know, and I hope it's sustained, but, you know, I also believe we can do much better as a field and there's better stuff coming. Um, But you should be aware, just be aware. Um. All right. So, I mean, you know, so that's the kind of thing. I don't know. I just want to talk about, you know, so I was at the 360 before that I was at the MDA meeting. That was a good time. Some really cool gene therapy advances going on in MDA Um, trial, you know, the gene therapies for other dystrophies are in trial, antisense is in trial. Um, So there's some really cool stuff out there that's going through the other diseases um, They will be applicable. We're going to learn from those for FSHD. And so there there are going to be, you know, we keep saying, there's there's always going to be four clinical trials coming in the next year. They've been saying that for a couple of years now. And we're saying it again. There's going to be four new clinical trials coming in the next year, and I hope eventually they're going to be right. And I hope that that's true. I think there are issues with um, uh, safety, toxicity, durability, dosing, and efficacy. Yeah, pretty much everything. But once those little little issues are addressed in vivo, in the proper systems, then uh, they will, uh, you know, hopefully the trials will come. I'm I'm I'm, hoping. And um, in the meantime, you know, the rest of the world, if any approaches are plugging away, that was my take home from the meeting when I presented. There's a lot of ways to hammer FSHD in the lab. Some of them are clinically relevant, so there's hopefully there's some good stuff coming. So, so that's kind of the deal, you know. So, getting back to um, to what's coming up this uh, this Wednesday, gonna be talking to a secured secured um a podcast guest, very special, Takiko Jones. Um, She has made the animal models that are most widely used for FSHD. Whether you like animal models or not, you know, I mean, I don't say anyone likes FSH, you know, animal research, but it's a necessary something we have to do. It's expensive. We don't want to do it. We don't, but we need to do it. Whether you believe that or not, well, it doesn't change the fact that we do need to do it. And we learn a lot from it and help us get something better to clinic. So um, she'll be sitting down with us and talking. Actually, <laughs> pretty Last, you know, we're talking about my podcast lessons. Hey, you know, she's like, you know, she really likes the podcast. I said, oh, well, that's great. Why do you, and she said, well, but she, she said it's like letting a dog run in the park. <laughs> letting you do your podcast, like letting the dog run in the park. You know, you can burn out all your energy, and then then you know, dog can come in and you can have a nice evening. So I assume she wants a quiet evening, likes me doing the COD podcast, burn out all my energy, get all get it all out of my system. I, I do tend to rant and rave around the house a lot. I'm like, or uh, I rage against the the man all the time because I just get. We're just very passionate about FSHD, and we get very angry when we see people that the. Def- the, um, patients trust, not, not doing things that are in our opinions in the best interest of the patients, but whatever, that's beside the point. Um, anyway, well, actually maybe that is the point. Maybe that is the point. Um, anyway, so, uh, Chip will be on also then next week at the end, you know, we're going to be sitting down with him. So if you got questions, go to, uh, Anchor.fm slash Peter L Jones. Leave me a voice message and a little message button. Again, keep it short 20 30 seconds. And hopefully, we'll use some of them. Well, we will use some of them, assuming we get some. I don't know. Maybe no one's listening by this point, but we'll get some. And, uh you know, we're going to have a great talk with you. You know, he's a great guy. Um, he really, you know, I think one of the great things I got out of his press conference was, you know, this is even bigger than FSHD, you know, aging aging is a muscle disease. You know, everybody over age 35, I've always said this aging, everyone over age 35 has a muscle disease. And, you know, it's not just carrying FSHD, but it's building muscle back. And this is applicable to everybody, all the healthy family members, right? It's applicable to everybody. So we're going to talk to Chip, send us your questions. Um, Let me know what you think about, about, you know, like I said, this will be our kind of Saturday format. 20 to 30 minutes. I'll try not to ramble too much. Kind of depends on what's going on in the field. We'll talk about some papers, talk about what I'm doing, talk about what's on my mind. I'll tell you what, if you have some questions, we'll send me an email and I'll answer some questions or use the message button, and send me some questions, whatever. We always want to be responsive, and informative. And remember, we want to give you real information. Um, unpolished, sorry. We're just not a polished group. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows that I'm not very polished. and um, But we're not selling nothing, so you know what take you can at least one thing you know is what we're telling you is real and we're going to keep telling you until well until they try to um well you know we're going to keep telling you they're going to try to kick us off we we know we're not popular with a certain crowd um boy they hate this podcast i gotta tell you (laughs) it's actually somewhat amusing oh my god you're competing with us um no we're not competing with the Anyway, um, so good. We got Takiko coming up. I got you know what? I'm gonna actually pump this story a little bit. It's uh, uh, you know, it's not just making mouse models. or so, you know, I, you know, I'm gonna ramble on a little bit, little bit more. Um, you know, it is absolutely a shocking story of the what we had to go through um, dealing with people trying to help us, trying to help people with FSHD, getting in the way and doing everything in their power essentially to to either stop us or control us um for all in my opinion the wrong reasons uh and we i mean we you know what let me tell you you can help us or you can get out of the way you get in the way and we will steamroll you and we did we had to we get we go around you actually i'd rather go over you frankly because frankly i I already if you're getting in the way i don't like you so i'd I'd really rather go over you um but we'll go around if it's more politically um correct uh, and let me tell you i hold a grudge that's something you're gonna learn about me too i hold a grudge forever um i know who's crossed me um and there's a lot of that in this story it's a story of intrigue and um and a little bit of like the godfather man it's like hey, you know leave the gun take the cannolis you know I mean, seriously that's about what we were expecting we survived we got the mouse most widely used mouse model out there and everybody wants to take credit no matter how much trouble they caused us so it's an interesting story a lot of science though a lot of science great science why we do animal research um we got chip coming up after that get us or get us your questions get us your comments that's gonna be really fun and you know um we're just gonna keep rolling uh you know we like doing this we like giving out information we like educating people we like hearing from people we like answering questions just keep it coming and and you know we're gonna and we (laughs) we love the artistic contributions uh you know my friend uh in vietnam's got a great video we're going to be putting out soon kate's doing some amazing my fshd art we just got some great stuff coming and right now we got jaggers music and we're going to fade out and say have a great weekend thanks for joining us keep tuning in tell your friends we'll catch you later man